books, yeah. Spend time with us. CD Reads. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CD Reads, a beginner's guide to the crazy world of erotic romance. I'm Kelly. I'm Becca. And we are two romance virgins. Still gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gonna keep being gross. <laughs> sorry, everyone. But I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> so just a quick recap, um, explaining the whole reason for this. Um, and I mean quick, because last time we talked for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like about six months ago, we discovered the free romance section of Kindle. And we just became obsessed because it's just so out of the realm of the stuff that we normally read. Hence the virgin thing. Although I guess we're not virgins anymore. I guess not. Mm. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to our podcast. Um, But yeah, so we are just going to keep talking about different themes of different books that we read. And hopefully if people listen and have suggestions for us or have topics of discussion that they want to bring up, we'll start talking about more things. And it'll be fun because it's about books. Yeah. And we've we've read a few at this point, but Mm -hmm. we still by no means have a grasp of this entire genre of fiction so we have a lot to learn and we're happy for any tips or suggestions or talking points or anything at all because we are barely scratching the surface of each subject uh and we know there's so (laughs) much more out there yeah that's why we're breaking it down into themes and talking about a couple books each time because there's so many like i mean last time we were talking about cow shifters Bear shifters. Bear shifters, cowboy bear shifters. Oh, my God. There's probably Oh, my God. I hope there are cow shifters. (laughs) There's nothing sexy I want to read about a man turning into a cow. (laughs) Huge pulsating udders. Oh. (laughs) Just threw up in my mouth. (laughs) We're drinking cheap wine, too, so Mm -hmm. that's like a... That's a feat. Yeah. All right. We've got some two-buck chuck this time. Yeah. We've uh, graduated from the boxes. Yeah. That does not mean more about Now we're on to cheap bottles. Yeah. I like the boxes better than yeah, this. I this mean, is, this is okay. Yeah. At least, you know, like, the box comes with a little bit of charm. Yeah. You know? It's cute. This just looks like, I don't know. Not that impressed, Charles Shaw. Not that impressed. Seriously, But Chuck. it'll do the trick. Two buck check. Except <laughs> it's, like, four bucks now, so it's... Yeah. It's misleading. <sighs> that's, like, the $3 movie theater is, I don't know, it's probably, like, $8 at this point. I don't know. Oh, that's still such a good deal. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So this week we are going to talk about pirates. Yay! So we started off with bear shifters. I got it right this time, (laughs) Uh, which was kind of crazy. So this week we're going to reel it back just a little bit because I think everyone kind of thinks about pirates when you think about romance novels. You see all those Fabio looking guys with like the open shirts and the women in the corsets. And I actually have a friend who um, modeled in LA and I think she was on some of these covers. And she was definitely like clutching like men on <laughs> boats so this is a pretty common trope i think yeah this seems like like very classic when you think about romance novels pirates yeah. definitely spring to mind because they're dangerous yeah they don't follow society's rules and uh they have tattoos i guess uh, I, well it, see that's what you would think all these things came to my mind before we read these books and i have to say i'm a little bit disappointed in the piratiness yeah. that that we got into because 
I, I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to save this for after we talked about it, but I really didn't feel like any of these guys were actually pirates. No, they weren't piratey. They were kind of like, when we talk about the titles, you'll see why we thought they were piratey. And, um, I mean, they come up under pirate, you know, in the pirate section of Kindle. Yeah, we specifically searched for pirates. Yeah, but um, I feel like the a more accurate description would just be seafaring men in old timey times because <laughs> old timey times <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it more um, yeah. but none of these guys were swashbuckling or uh, you know parrot on the shoulder I guess that's more cartoonish there's but no like raping and it, pillaging and no, treasure yeah. and they're, pirates and parrots and yeah they just seem like good men like they're they're good men none of them were you know rapey or pillagey no um they're just respectful. like dudes that had boats and <laughs> <laughs> eyes for only one woman you know they were very gentlemanly uh yeah so maybe less pi- or maybe ooh, that was my wine um <laughs> so maybe we have um some prejudices about pirates that were dispelled today um but who knows not all pirates <laughs> Hashtag not all pirates. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, so the two books that we're going to talk about today, um, the first one is called Sea Scoundrel, and that is by Annette Blair. And the second one is called Captured by the Pirate Laird. That's L-A-I-R-D. That's a Scottish thing. Um, and that's by Amy Jarecki. And both of these are found in the um, free Kindle section as are mm-hmm. most of the things that we're going to talk about if anything yeah. costs money we'll let you know but for the most part we're looking for free stuff because that's where all the cool stuff is yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that's where i guess it's a bunch of people who are self-publishing and amazon is a place for them to do that and get their work out and it's mostly written by women too which is really cool so it's like a four women by women the lady palooza yeah <laughs> um so that's what we're most interested in but i think at some point we're going to touch on like i guess more mainstream uh books but that's not for today so Mm -hmm. today let's start with uh sea scoundrel and again it's by annette blair um and let's talk about the plot of that one for a bit first Mm -hmm. um so this one is about a girl named patience patience kendall Yes. It sounds like a soap opera name. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> I like it, though. No, I like I the name too. Patience. Um, and it turns out she's not so patient, so, like, it's kind of like, ooh, it's so funny. <laughs> um, but so her whole deal is that she's on a boat, and um, she's bringing these four girls from America to London to meet this man called the Marquess of Andover. And he's this rich man, and these women have been paid by their parents to um, meet this guy because they're hoping that they'll make a, a match because at this point in history, that's basically what marriage is. It's like a business deal. So they're trying to find fancy rich husbands for these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're on this boat and um, Patience herself... Uh, wait, what was it called? The Knave's Secret the na- or something? Something like that. The Knave's Secret. Something. Yeah, I think so. I should have written that down. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of notes, but that's not one of them. Um, <laughs> that's a really stupid boat name. <laughs> it's um, a terrible boat name. It just, I feel like if it's really that mouthy, you're not going to remember what it is. Yeah. And just, also, it's a little too on the nose for a pirate boat. Like, yeah. Like, they should have just named it Pirate Boat. I feel like, aren't, aren't pirate boats, aren't they, aren't boats supposed to be named after women or something? Or are they not supposed to, I don't know. I don't know They're anything about pirates. They're referred to with female pronouns, yeah. but I don't, I don't know what 
Well, aren't they always called like the salty wench? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. The salty wench. I don't know. <laughs> My understanding of pirates is like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie with Johnny Depp before he yeah. got gross. <laughs> That's like the only basis. You oh, know, I've been on the ride. That's oh, really? Off of. How's yeah. the ride? It's fun. <laughs> I actually um, ate, you can eat dinner in the ride. You can, not while you're riding it. There's like okay. a restaurant inside of the ride. Gotcha. Do so you eat I, pirate food? I, you know, I think I ate like risotto. <laughs> And like a little fudgy cake from traditional a pirate risotto. Yeah, traditional pirate risotto. <laughs> there is no meat because I don't eat meat, so it was everything pirates love. <laughs> Complicated pasta dishes and no meat. <laughs> Something Gordon Ramsay will yell at you over. <laughs> he would have made a good pirate. He would have. He's very salty. He is, and you know what? He's um in the. British version of um, Kitchen Nightmares. Mm. He, they always show him like changing his oh, yeah. shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the British version. It's I so sweary and he's always undressed. He's always just rocking that like shirt thing. And I, I'm objectifying Gordon Ramsay right now. <laughs> How I, dare you? This is not the podcast for objectification. <laughs> I mean, I he he had a good chest, so like he could be a pirate. Yeah, that's your your He has the face of a sharpay, but he's got a great torso. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gordon Ramsay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh so, boy. Ooh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> um, so Patience is on this boat with these four young women, and um, and Patience is from England. Yes. So she has gone to America because she was s- supposed to marry a dude. Yes. An American dude. And um, again, another like economic arranged, arranged. Yeah, arranged marriage. Yeah. And then by the time she got there, that guy had died. Yeah, apparently he was like very sick or something mm-hmm. like that. And so they were trying to basically get a wife ASAP and crank out some babies. Mm-hmm. And he died two weeks before she got there. And so then she kind of made her own way in the world. And they don't really get into how, but she has her own money. And so then this is just kind of one of her businesses um, that she's running. So she's familiar with the go of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so they're on this boat and they meet the captain. He's Captain Grant St. Benedict. Mm. What a mouthful. Right? And that's not even like, okay, we'll get into it later. That's not even his full name. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so. And then I, well, I don't want to spoil the end. I, I was a little confused because I thought he was American. Or they call him a colonial, so they, I thought he was American, but then I, think I was thinking was maybe like, not so much. But I, I didn't finish this book. I only got about halfway through and I, ran out of time. I think it was supposed to be, like, Colonel, because that's spelled, like, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, and I think they but, maybe spelled that wrong. I don't know. Oh. I was kind of thrown off by well, that, they were too. talking about... Uh, I thought they were talking about the colonials, because then they kept referring to the colonial women. Because he did and I think say they he were was just, from there, because they say they, like, yeah. realized they grew up near each other. Oh, okay. So I, mm, yeah, so maybe he is like, I think he might be American. It's very mm-hmm. confusing. I'm maybe not... he was just doing an American accent for a while. Yeah. Of reasons. Yes. I don't know. Reasons we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're not totally sure what his deal is, but he and Patience basically like bump heads throughout the journey, and mm-hmm. there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote lots of sexual tension and bickering. Yes. It's, uh,. This whole book is like, do I want to kiss him or strangle him? I don't know. There's a little bit of both going on. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they like, it's like through the entire book. It's Mm -hmm. like no one changes. They argue 
throughout the entire book, like up until the book ends. Yeah, just constantly fighting, and then like it's cute for a little bit, and then eventually it's like the. I guess I can't say for sure because I didn't finish it, but it seemed like there really isn't anything standing in your way of being together at this point. No. You could just go for it. Uh, it's because of society. Well, it's society. Um, yeah, so they have their whole will they, won't they, Ross and Rachel bullshit on <laughs> the um pl- on the plane. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. <laughs> on the ship. And then that's like half the book. And then um, they eventually get to London. And they set up shop. Um, they try to get the girls immersed in society. And at first, it's like a total mess. And then he's like, well, I got to stay around and make sure you guys get this figured out, which I guess is the reason they came up with to keep him around. And um, Yeah, because boat captains typically spend their time teaching young women how to join polite society. Yeah. That makes any sense at all. Um, But yeah, so then the second (laughs) half of the book kind of follows that, them kind of figuring out how to be ladies and Mm -hmm. finding their matches and... There's some other stuff going on, too. Like, for example, one of the girls, Rose, has a thing for, uh, like, the first mate on the boat. Who Which is his brother. His brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Someone tries to elope. Um, so is that the one? There's a angel. girl that falls for another guy on the boat. Yeah. Although, who had a silly name, Dickie. Dickie. Dickie yeah. Something she like that. Dickie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's... Not a lot of these girls are marrying rich husbands. Yeah. Um, Marrying some sailors. (laughs) That's fine. Um, I guess in this society, that's pretty rebellious. And Um, it it seems like some of these parents just wanted to send away their daughters because they hated their daughters. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, like one or two instances of that. Yeah. Like, they might not even give a shit if they actually marry... Yeah, a, you know, royalty or something. They probably just want to send their, like, horrible heathen daughter away that (laughs) dared to, like, have a kid... Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, they become fancy little ladies. There's mm-hmm. another ball, and they, I guess, make some matches and make themselves, like, established within society. And, um, yeah, so one of the girls, Rose, who has the thing for the first maid, whose name is Shane, who mm-hmm. is the brother of the captain, Grant, um... Shane, at some point, actually disappears to go get the child that Rose has at home. Rose was sent away because she had a baby with another fisherman, I believe. Yeah. And parents, like, couldn't handle that or some shit. And so that's why they sent her off to go get married. And she was hoping that if she got married to a fancy guy, she could then send her kid. But so Shane goes off to get this kid for her. And he shows up later while they're fancy in society. And it turns out she's pregnant again because I guess they were doing it on the boat. But didn't really get into it because they were focusing mostly on the patient's grant relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like one of the big society surprises. And then the other one is that Angel tries to go elope with Dickie. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Patience and Grant follow them in a carriage and go like all the way to Scotland to go find them and they share a room That at would an be inn. a long ass carriage ride was. from London to Scotland. Yeah. Was that like another four it weeks? <laughs> No, it was, like, a day or so, but, like, um, they, uh, it's not as big as America, so I think you can mm-hmm. just do that in a day, but, um, they do stay at an inn at the night, and they share yeah. a room, and scandal, <laughs> and because of that, and, it, like, the word gets around in society, they're like, you guys have to get married, and then they're like, but we don't believe in marriage, and that's, like, something that they oh, both yeah. say throughout the whole thing. They both, like, are, they so both are so independent. independent, and don't need no man, and, um, Another thing that they both 
say throughout the book that grossed me out a lot is that he reminds her a lot of her father and she reminds him a lot of his mother and oh. they just the fact that both of those things are addressed they remind each other of their own parents just yeah, a little weird that's not a like a, a boner thing for me no at not all. at all not at like, all my, my dad's great and all but like yeah I don't know yeah, I I just can't imagine thinking like he reminds me so much of my dad. I'm into that. Like, I I mean, I guess there's some like Freudian something or other like, that you want somebody who takes care of you like your dad, but it's not the yeah, same because and, and, there's like a penis involved. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's also not even for those good comforting reasons. It's like oh he dr- he, drinks. he drinks a lot and is irresponsible like my father right i'm so attracted to that yeah and so some backstory on patience which we didn't Mm -hmm. really get into her um she was orphaned at like age 12 because her dad was drunk all the time and oh yeah he um, He was riding a horse or racing a horse yeah and he like hit his head and died yeah and then like a few days later her mom was giving birth to some siblings and uh she died in childbirth Mm -hmm. um so she had to go live with her aunt harriet who she remembers as being very cruel and mean to her, and so like the idea of going to American, going to America to Mitch, to, to marry some rich <laughs> old dude. I'm getting ahead of myself. Was like even though she didn't know the guy and he could have been gross, but it was getting mm. away from all of that. So like that's, um, kind of her backstory, which is why she doesn't want to get married because she thinks about how her dad was, and even though she loved mm-hmm. her dad, like how, uh, you know, how just fucked up her tra- her childhood was. So like. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want that for herself. She just kind of wants to, like, have... She mentions she wants, like, a house with a fence and a rose garden and a cat. I was like, that sounds great. I know. I want that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a house in the English countryside with a cat. That sounds really lovely. Yeah, and I think she wanted, like, her old nurse or something like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Her old nurse to keep her company. Like... Oh, lady may be old now. You're so independent. Take care of yourself. Yeah. What do you need a nurse for? Um, and then Grant's backstory is, like, throughout the the book, you can tell he's got some sort of issue with women because some woman has hurt him. And, like, in other stuff that we've read, it's usually been the ex. Mm. Some, But it's in this, it turns out to be his mother. His mother kind of abandoned him and his brother and father um, at a youngest age. Third cat thing happening. I can't snap my other hand. But that's that's the sign of shut up cats. I think they're just attacking the Amazon packages. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, Grant and his brother were abandoned by their mom, and so he's had just issues with women. And so the idea of marrying one to ultimately, I guess, he doesn't just want, doesn't want to be left again, or he just doesn't want to feel unwanted yeah. again. I guess, which is like kind of fair. But like literally, some abandonment the whole thing, issues. Yeah. So they're like clearly attracted to each other, and they like. Admit it on the boat, but for some reason won't mm-hmm. admit anything past that. They're like, we're friends. Yeah. We're not going to get married. Um, and so at some point, let's like, they're trying to reconcile that they want to be together. And this is after they've stayed at the inn and some sexy things happened. Um, but not all of the sexy mm-hmm. things because of her honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much honor. I know. So many virgins. <sighs> yeah, a lot of virgins. Um, but. Yeah, so he at some point proposes something kind of like a mistress, but he wouldn't have anybody else. But he basically was like, I will buy you a house. Um, We can have 
whatever arrangement you want, and I'll even give you some money to live off of. And she's like, no, fuck you, I'm independent. <laughs> and, I mean, he is basically, like, asking her to be just, like, a little, like, uh, a vagina in a, in a house <laughs> for him while he goes off and, like, sails the seas and yeah. stuff like that. And so, you know, and maybe not totally ideal, and I get it. But, yeah, so because they go to stay at the inn together, regardless of whether or not anything happens, which they're insisting nothing did, which is a lie. Um... <laughs> The aunt Harriet and um, his father are like, no, you totally have to do this because of society and stuff. And so they're like secretly like, yes, but then <laughs> like outwardly like, no, we're not going to do it. And like the whole thing at that point is like, they're like, I love her, but she doesn't love me. I love him, but he doesn't love me. So they're both like inwardly kind of like, this is awesome, but also this is terrible. Um, but yeah, so then they get married and it's happy and you never actually read about them consummating the marriage, but they make some throwaway about, um, uh, working on those grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever admit to each other that they love each other? Yeah, like or the is very it, end. Okay. Yeah. At the very end. They're like, oh, I do love you. Like, right, I think right after, it's either, like, right before or right after they get married. They yeah. don't, like, actually detail the wedding. It's just, like, you're getting married. And then afterwards, like, they are married. And they have their little country house with mm-hmm. the cat and everything and the roses. Um, But, yeah, so there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of sexual tension, basically, from the beginning of the book to the end, peppered with some... There's obviously a lot of plot that I've yeah. just discussed. But, like, well, we didn't, it's a pretty good balance. So, um, they, the whole thing with the Marquise... The whole thing with the Marquess of Andover is that um, the captain is like, oh, I know him. I'll introduce you to him um, after they get the girls acclimated in English society and everything. And so, um, towards the very end of the book, um, it's revealed that he is the Marquess of Andover... Right. Oh my god, I don't believe it. I yeah, I you think can really you see can, that one coming from a mile away. Pretty much. Um but um so yeah, that also explains why he has so much money to like just buy them like dresses or mm-hmm. whatever for the balls and shit that they go to. Or why he's like, I'll buy you a house in the countryside and stuff. Um, so, oh, yeah, so she's pissed at him for a little bit about lying to him. But honestly, she's mad at him like every other chapter about something yeah. or other. They're constantly, constantly mad at each other. Constantly mad or lusting or yeah. both. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so you never actually read about them doing it, like, full P and V. But, like, there's a lot of, like, tension and there's a lot of, like starting to get into doing it but mm-hmm. then getting interrupted. So there's still like some good scenes. It was to read. very frustrating to read. Because some of those scenes were so short. I'm like, oh my God, all right, they're getting in a tub like there's a tub. They're finally gonna do it in the tub. And then he's like, all right, now I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> uh people in the what, eighteen hundreds did not know how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> There really was not a lot of payoff. Yeah. Like, once they finally do start becoming, like, intimate and do, like, plan on doing it more, mm. um, there's a lot about how he's like, if we're not going to get married, there's certain things I just can't do to you. And I'm like, well, then if she doesn't want to get married, she's never going to find out anyway, so just do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> do the thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is the sea scoundrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. It was better when it was on the book, yeah, I thought, yeah. than when they're in society. But, I mean, there's already a lot of books out there about, like, fancy society ladies and stuff. So that's not my that's not my thing. But they, I felt like the author was pretty knowledgeable about um, 
boat stuff. Yeah, there there was it's one part part where I was like, there are a lot of really specific terms about boats and sails and jibs and things. things. <laughs> <laughs> like, she really did her research. Yeah, or she grew up on a sailboat. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, and there's like a scene where. Um, yeah, it was like patience, like learns how to steer the boat. And that stuff was like awesome. That. that was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like she saves their lives from a ghost ship, which I don't really understand. Yeah, I think that's like when a boat isn't visible until like right when it's on mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think that's but the it's term not. For it. I it's looked not it up just at one like point. it's not real ghosts. It's no. just like it's the middle of the night and they can't see, and all of a sudden it's like shit. We're gonna hit this other boat. Yeah, and you have to turn so, the wheels. and yeah. stuff. and so like yeah. So there's, like, a lot of, like, action and stuff like that. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a fire at one point. Oh, yeah. Because, like, one of the sailors was teaching one of the young girls how to, um, how to... Uh, hang some lanterns. Lanterns or, and mm-hmm. hang them and stuff. And one of them gets loose and catches part of the boat on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a storm for a minute. Yeah. So there's a lot of the cool stuff A pig stuff gets loose. A pig they name. <laughs> what did they name Horatio? It? Horatio. I thought that was adorable. I really liked the writing in this. I did too. Um, I thought it was really real, well written. Yeah. I I really liked Patience's character. I thought she was really funny. She yeah. had a very distinct personality. She wasn't so plain. No. She, she was, was very funny and sassy and was not stubborn. taking shit. Yeah. No, she didn't take shit for anything. And at like, some point it was like a little like ad nauseum because they were just fighting so much but like she was a good character and there's a like a portion of the book where she's wearing um in on the boat where she's wearing pants yeah and she's like i like these i should wear these from now on yeah she's like like, i want to dance (laughs) (laughs) starts dancing around in pants and he's like no (laughs) and then grant's character is a little less i think formed um he's just kind of like a grumpy captain yeah. Um, who has some understandable baggage, but for the most part, he's just kind of grumpy. Yeah. yeah. He was not super interesting. No. Um, but love happens <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, did you want to talk about the next book? Yeah, let's do that. Kay. Okay. Our n- next book, Captured by the Pirate Laird. So this book is about Lady Anne, who is an English woman. She was uh, married by proxy by her uncle for his own profit to some titled Englishman. I can't remember what his deal was, but he's some important dude. He's like 58 years old. I'm pretty sure she's 21. She's very young. Um, She is not happy about it, but she's very, very honorable all she wants to do is make her family happy. Um, she's very honorable. She is yet another virgin. She um, is all about her virtue. And she's she's very innocent and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so she is on a boat on her way to go marry this dude that she's never met who's old enough to be her grandfather. She's not super happy, but... Um, then the boat is attacked and invaded by a bunch of Scottish pirates. So this is as piratey as we've gotten so far. All right. They are actually, you know, pirates? attacking a boat and pirating it. And there was none of that stealing in Sea Scoundrel. It. Yeah. Yeah. There was none of that, which, you know, they didn't really set up Sea Scoundrel to say these are a bunch of pirates. Mm-hmm. They, um, 
is just kind of something that we expected. Yeah, well, I remember the name Scoundrel, Sea Scoundrel. Yeah. That just sounds piratey. But yeah, he's was, not really a scoundrel. He, he was a been, commercial boat yeah, boatsman. He, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> just like a transporter. Yeah. He could have been as much of a scoundrel on dry land. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, Callum McLeod is the name of the uh, the pirate laird, or he's the laird of whatever their clan of Scotsmen is. Um, because if popular media has taught me anything, it's that all Scottish men are named McLeod. Yeah, that's true. So, they have no idea that she's on the boat. They have no idea that she is a lady of, you know, stature or whatever. Um, they find out, and it's a huge deal, and it's very shitty for the pirates, because now they have an important lady to deal with. Mm. And just like in the other book, the guy is not some dishonest, dishonorable pirate. He's not going to just, like, slit her throat and throw her overboard, which probably a shitty pirate would do. So they decide the best course of action is to keep her and then ransom her back to her husband. Because Mm. then they can make some money off of it and get her back safely. They don't mistreat her in the slightest bit. They're all a bunch of, like... Super honorable dudes. Like, they're really <laughs> nice guys, all these pirates. Um, so they are on the boat in this book less than the sea scoundrel, but they're on the boat for a little bit. On their way back, she is obviously upset about being captive. Um, tries to, like, stab him with a little knife, but she's so tiny. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's cute. Um, but they seem to really like each other right off the bat. There is, like, a little bit of that bickering, but it's not nearly as much as the Sea Scoundrel. Um, so, I'm trying to remember so I don't mix it up. There's, I think, there's still a lot of the sexual tension that was in the Sea Scoundrel, where... They have these little encounters, but they're not, like, really fully, you know, fulfilled. But right. I feel like there's a lot more of that than there was in the Sea Scoundrel. Oh, yeah? Um, but there are, like, <laughs> there's, like, three or four just make-out scenes alone. Mm. There are two scenes where he's jerking off, which <laughs> I just was not expecting one, much less two, <laughs> two of those. So they get back to Scotland, to, you know, his keep or whatever. Um, he gives her his room, his quarters. It's, like, super nice and fancy. He's oh. trying not to let her find out that he's so nice. But everyone there is like, Callum's the best. Callum's such a nice guy. He would never hurt you. And he's just so virtuous, and he's so nice. Uh, and then Anne ends up, because, you know, everything takes some time to get the word out about her ransom and whatever. So she's got, like, a month to kill in Scotland before she's supposed to go back. (laughs) So she's teaching people how to read. She's teaching the housekeeper how to keep, like, a supply inventory. They go and capture Baby Eagle so she can raise it to, like, (laughs) catch. It's like falconing, but with an eagle. I don't know what the word is. Eagling? Um, eagling. I don't eagling. know. I don't um, catch a lot of eagles around these parts. No, no. Um, so they capture a baby eagle so she can raise it to hunt for them and stuff. So the whole deal with 
with this clan is that they're very poor and they're very destitute and mm. not a lot grows there. So that's why they, you know, resort to piracy. Mm. So she basically immediately teaches them all how to become self-sufficient so they don't need to be pirates anymore. So oh. even though they were pirates for like a second, they're not pirates anymore. They're just done with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of sexual tension between them. Um they pretty much admit to each other very quickly that they're super into each other, but he does not want to ruin her. And by ruin her, I mean ruin her vagina for her new <laughs> husband who People, knows that she's a virgin. Dudes think way too highly of their penises. <laughs> It'll ruin you. <laughs> yeah, he'll totally know there's been another penis in here. Oh my god. Like, man, it, okay, Just, like a little science lesson, it, like... <laughs> stretches out to take in a penis and then it goes back down. <laughs> you can't just take take one look. Okay, so actually they <laughs> they fool around a little bit. Um, he pleasures her, which is very kind of him. Hmm. And then she ends up being taken down to her new husband. So she gets down to her new husband. Callum is there along with a bunch of his other Scotsmen and whatever. So she's basically turned over to them. And then the guy has a doctor come in to inspect her to make sure that she's a virgin. Which is humiliating and horrible for her, obviously, and makes no goddamn sense at all. I think they did use I think they used to do that. In that history. sounds about right. So I guess, you know, the it's, I don't want to ruin you thing is fair. But also yeah. like, okay, so like I know what they're expecting, like, inspecting for is the maidenhead thing, which totally mm. can come, mine came out, like, playing soccer, so, like, yeah, it's not a marker of whether or not you've had sex. Yeah. You could have just been, you know, kicking some rocks or something and just <laughs> fell out one day. Yeah. But, like, she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the doctor says, you know, there's really no way to tell until you see the sheets after your wedding night or something. Ew. Unpleasant. So Not everyone bleeds, either. Yeah. BT does. That is also true. And also, like, you're a 58-year-old guy. You're buying a 21-year-old beautiful woman to be your bride. Like, maybe don't be so prideful about that. Yeah. You're clearly like, a piece of shit. You know? Maybe she's had sex before. You're still buying a woman. People in the 1800s, man, didn't know how to have fun. This is the 1700s. I don't know. I like, have no idea. Pretty, like, 2000, I think, was just the worst. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But sort of. Like, maybe, like, pre-1970s. Like <laughs> it all just sounds like the worst for everyone who isn't a white male. Well, and it, you know, it really does sound so scary and horrible. Just the idea that they have no birth control. Ugh, yeah. Praise be to my IUD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So she's down there with her new horrible husband. Um, Callum is captured by these guys and is tortured. He's spread out on the racks and they're whipping him and stuff. Mm. Um, she sees this happen. She's visibly upset. Uh, new husband accuses her of, you know, fucking him and is very angry and he's super drunk and he goes in and he tries to rape her and, like, can't get it up mm. so then leaves. Sexy. Yep. That was not very fun at all. Um, Callum's buddies help him escape and then eventually 
just sometime later that same night, she escapes on her own and she mm. gets herself out of there. Um, so cool. they've, they've escaped at two different times, headed back to Scotland, headed back to their keep. But before she leaves, she gives away the location of his whole clan, trying to keep him from being tortured more, which obviously didn't work. And now everyone knows where they live. Oh, good. So... They are all racing to Scotland, and this is the point where it got really boring, in my opinion. There, there was a lot of plot, and I just skipped a lot of this. So <laughs> they are all racing to Scotland separately, Callum, Anne, and new husband, whose name I should have looked up before we started this He's podcast. He's not important. He sucks. Yeah, that asshole. Oh, I think his name was Thomas something or other. So Something boring. Some boring Thomas boring person. white guy name. Yeah. <laughs> So they all get up there. Um, Callum's going by boat. Thomas is going by boat. Um, Anne is on foot. But she meets up with like some nice Scottish dudes that <laughs> basically join the fight. So by the time she gets there, there's a war going on. She's and then army. her other little, yeah, she like brings this little army with her. And then they help fight. And she gets thrown in the water and she can't swim. And Callum saves her. And then. Uh, he kills Thomas, which is great for nice. everyone. Um, <laughs> and then they finally do it. They finally have some actual sex. Uh, 350 because, pages later. <laughs> yeah, God, really. Like, end of the book, they finally have sex. They wake up in the morning and bury the dead. <laughs> like, there's a whole burying the dead scene. Mm. And then they have more sex. And then they get married. Mm, all right. So that's that's uh, that book in a nutshell. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, the writing was really good. It it just felt way too long. Like there was a lot of this plot about you know the warring clan of Scotsmen and the English people, whatever, and a lot of their encounters. Like at first it was building some really good sexual tension, and then it was just the same scenes over and over again. Yeah, like we can't, but we want to, but we can't. Yeah, that was the and same for like, the okay, scoundrel. Yeah, I'm like, all right, ten of these scenes is a little excessive at this point, and there's nothing new here. Yeah, I actually thought Sea Scoundrel was almost over, like right when they were about to get off the boat. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm getting to the end of the story, and then I looked at like the little page counter, and it said mm-hmm. I was only like. 45, 50% through. Yeah. I was like, wait, what else is there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like that with this book, too, when they were about to take her to England to meet the guy. I was like, surely they won't take her and then it will end. Yeah. But there's still another whole half of the book left. Mm. That's interesting, though. I think um, I think these were um, pretty interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like with the Kindle selections, you kind of have... And not necessarily, because we found some of the, like, bear shifter stuff that didn't have that. But, like, either, like, these books are, like, 60 pages long, and they're just basically, like, one long sex scene, or Mm -hmm. they're, like, 400 pages long. Yeah. And, like, we're, like, we just, we're we're just trying to read the sex. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then that's a good question. Is that why other women are reading these? Do they really get into these plots so much that they're, like, I have to know what happens in the war between the Scottish clan and this English guy I've never heard of? Or are they also flipping through, thinking, like, when are they finally going to do it? Yeah. Like... 
<laughs> it makes me sound like such, such trash that I'm just like, yeah. all this stuff happening, they're not doing it. But like, <laughs> that's how I feel that's too. But like, the novelty of these things for me, at least, is just like reading <laughs> that part because yeah. like you can read that anywhere. Like, yeah. I was on, I was on a bus. Yeah, <laughs> just like la la. la. Um, but I mean, the plot when the plot's good, it make it makes it good to read. So it's not mm-hmm. like I don't want any plot because we've definitely like have read some things that like the sixty page stories that are mm-hmm. like this is literally just a setup for a sex scene because this plot is garbage. Yeah. Um. So and, like, and the writing really suffers there. And, absolutely. And, you know, it's I guess if you're sending out and that's all you're gonna write, it's not gonna you're not gonna put as much effort into it. As, like, writing a whole entire story with these well-fleshed-out characters around it. So, right. like, even the sex scenes, even if when they're, like, few and far between in these books, are a lot, like, they're a lot better written to me Absolutely. than the books that are just, like, all fucking. Yeah, so even though it's not as, like, kinky as some of the other stuff that we've mm-hmm. read, it's definitely, like, way better. Like, you can feel the connection. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you can feel like an actual adult wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't just feel like... You know, a fifteen-year-old's like, oh yeah, this is how penis works." Yeah, this is my understanding of sex from never having had it before. <laughs> there was um, there was one book that we read for a different genre that like involved like two women, and I think we both were like, "This was written by an eleven-year-old boy." <laughs> yeah, there is no way in hell that a woman or an adult could have written that story. Yeah, so like, I mean, definitely not complaining about the quality of the stories because I think the quality of both was very high. Yeah. It's just, I guess, a question of, like, balance. Like, what are you looking for in these stories? And, like, is it serving that purpose when the mm-hmm. plot is so deep? Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's, like, a half complaint. Because they were still, like, good yeah. stories. So, regardless, I mean, we like to read. So, it's not like we were just looking for porn. Yeah. I mean, I was looking for porn. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I was telling you the other day, like, so I'm reading some of these descriptions on Amazon, trying to figure out what we should read next. And I'm like, this one sounds like there might not be any fucking in it. Is there a way for me to find out? <laughs> like, is there a box they can check? Like, definitely there's fucking in this story. Yeah, because I know. Of, like, there some really of this needs just kind of sounds like it might be about plot and yeah, nothing else. Because, there, like, there's a title I found that I can't tell if it has any sex in it or not. And I haven't read it yet. But, like, it said something about, like, uh, Amish, like, romance. But yeah. that's not something, like, you might think that that should be chased. But I read some, like, really filthy Amish stuff, too. So, like, <laughs> you really can't write it off. Yeah. And there's just no way of telling. And I guess, like, Amazon can't just have, like, a big old sticker that's like, babe, yeah. this has fucking in it. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they do sell other things. And they have should a, have ratings, like, movies. Audience. Yeah. That's like, a, let me know if it's PG-13 or if it's, like, rated X or something. Yeah. So I don't, you know. Yeah, because, I mean... Because we're, I guess we're really trying to dig into the, the typical you know, bodice ripping, whatever it's called, type of romance. That's, yeah, that is specifically what we're looking for. Like, we're exploring all different genres, but we want, like, the sexy ones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I sound more awkward saying sexy? (laughs) Okay, well, um, now that we've talked about the plots of the books, let's just kind of break down, I guess, the theme of pirates, or, I guess, sailors. Yeah, yeah. Men on boats. I was pretty surprised to find, and and like I said at at the beginning of the episode, there's so much of this. Mm -hmm. We read two stories. Right. There's so much more out there, and I'm sure there's stuff that's fulfilling exactly what's in our minds about pirate romance, but neither of these books really uh, 
gave me that idea of what I thought a pirate was. Yeah, so, like, going into this, I was thinking, right, well, like, what makes pirates sexy? They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're, like, strong. They can fight. They're not, like... They they don't go with society. They're, yeah, you know it's the same thing for like why you like the rebels and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah, yeah. Pirates are definitely things. bad boys. Yeah, they should be the bad boys. Exactly. So like, there's danger, but then there's also someone who can protect you, and also mm-hmm. like you know you're doing something that your dad might hate. And, yeah, like so that I get. But then these men, like we talk about um, Callum and we talk about Grant. Um, these are both pretty upstanding. Gentlemen yeah. who have titles in yeah. society, in one way or another, yeah. and um, even though they might not necessarily accept society as a whole, they're still kind of established, and they're mm-hmm. they're good people. They're just yeah, don't they know. don't feel dangerous. No, they're, they're never a danger. dangerous. They're not a danger to anyone around them. Not like we want to read a story about men being dangerous yeah, to women. Wanna, we but don't want to read about rape. Like that's yeah. not exactly like what we're looking for. But just like I mean. Because the idea of, like, doing it with a sailor is kind of like, ooh, this is scandalous, but they're still both like, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. And I'm like, like I just want to provide for my clan back at home. <laughs> I mean, or I have a secret title, and I'm a really important member of society. <laughs> it's not remotely what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going like to be like, living like on you're the dangerous, edge. you yeah. know, bash your piece into me for <laughs> two hours. Yeah. <laughs> not that at all. It's still very delicate, I guess, is the best way to put it, because they're both very, both the men are very um, concerned with preserving their interests, like virginity, their virtue, their honor. Um, So they're very considerate. And they're both protecting their own heart Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Callum definitely does the same thing, because his whole thing is, I know that she's about to marry someone else, why would I put myself out there when exactly. she's going to leave. So I'm going to pretend to ignore these feelings or try to ignore these feelings, but then obviously fail at that. Right. So really these are like good, dependable men who will take care of you. Yeah. That's what we're getting out of this. They just happen to be on boats. Yeah. But also like, uh, I think they're both men who kind of respect the intelligence and independence of the women. So mm-hmm. I can see that being some sort of wish fulfillment kind of thing. Cause not everyone has, that, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's true. They're not really expecting or wanting these women to be polite little ladies. Right. And They're especially, like, oh, a woman that can keep up with me. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, like, patience fucking saves a whole crew. Yeah. Um, from a ghost ship and um, Lady Anne basically, like, grabs an army. Yeah. And then teaches people how to she, read and, like, yeah. become self-sufficient and stuff like that. So, like, and they encourage this. They're not like, oh, this is untoward. Yeah. It's a lot with Callum. He's so impressed by how she takes to his, like, Scottish clan and their family and how she can get her hands dirty. Right. So it's also, I guess, these women that are kind of not exactly totally forming with society either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's that, too, if you ever feel like you're kind of like the odd person out. There is a strapping young buck on a <laughs> boat somewhere yeah. who will want to put his pee in your pee. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> after yes. a really long time. <laughs> after considering your honor and maybe marrying you. <laughs> okay, so, like, I can kind of see why that's sexy. It was not exactly what either of us, I think, mm-hmm. were looking for or expecting, but, like, understandable for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the characters. So, like, Sea Scoundrel, we have Patient. She's, like, badass. She's opinionated. Mm-hmm. She makes her own way. She wears sailor pants. Yeah. She's really cool. And then, yeah, Grant's just kind of, like, moody, and I want to do the right thing. Yeah. And, 
Um, yeah, and they fight back and forth. So it's all like every 90s sitcom, like ever. Mm-hmm. Just the will they, won't they kind of biz. And he was very hard to picture for me. Yeah, I had a hard like, time visualizing him. Like they described him. He had black hair and black eyes. Yeah. And was tan and muscular. Yeah. I, it, I don't, he wasn't very well described, in my opinion. And I, I really just pictured generic, like generic man. Like, I really could not get a handle of really what he was going to look like. I think they kind of wanted you to kind of fill in your own blanks of what is handsome, I mm-hmm. guess, because they, like, they had the, like, they definitely, like, they described the features. I think I just pictured Oscar Aristocratic Isaac. nose. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are always picturing Oscar I mean, Isaac. Have you They're seen like, him? Blonde hair, blue eyes. Kelly's like, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> He's beautiful. I'm basically <laughs> always picturing Oscar Isaac or, like, Idris Elba. Well, damn it. I wish I knew that before I read this. <laughs> I definitely would have helped. I mean, I still, like, Grant was kind of... In the last books that we read um, for the uh, Bear Shifters, it was kind of the women who were sort of nothing. And now yeah. this time, I feel like it's kind of the men yeah. who were sort of nothing. Well, actually, Callum is... I think he's pretty well described. At least he's a, he, at least he's a lot different than the guys we've seen so far. Yeah, basically he's got the same exact body type as all these other guys, which is huge and muscular. But he's also got like auburn hair. He seems like pretty ginger because he's Scottish. Well, so yeah, yeah. He's at least got red hair. That makes he, him he kind of reminds out a me of the, from um, these other guys. The love interest from um like Outlander. Kind of same thing. Mm-hmm. Protective, wants to do right by things. Red haired, handsome. I've never seen Outlander. Oh, God, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We actually should probably maybe even read and talk about that. That's another long one, though. But that's like a 500-something page book. Um, But it's good. Um, But anyway, so, yeah. I mean, their dichotomy isn't necessarily the same, like, bickery thing. Callum and Anne? Yeah. Yeah, they, they really are not very bickery. They have a lot of sexual tension in the starts and stops, but I feel like I feel like they're like little sex scenes for what they are, you know, at, however you want to define sex. Maybe they are sex scenes, just because there's not penetration. I feel like it's true. It's a little... Being lo- kind of harsh. Yeah. I was thinking that when I was reading it. I'm like, there's like no sex in this book. And I'm like, well, they are like definitely getting off on each other yeah. constantly. Yeah, the same thing so, with Sea Scoundrel. There's a lot of hand stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's... That was, <laughs> I was telling Jonathan while I was reading it, I'm like, all right, he's jerked off twice. There's a lot of hand stuff. And they finally had sex jerking at the off, last like, chapter of the book. I don't know why, but it just does nothing for me in these books. Like, I'm just yeah. not like, oh, yeah, grab that dick, baby. Uh, I just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, just a personal taste or something like that, but I'm like... Uh, well, like, the first time I was like, oh, man, he's, like, super into her, and he's so pent up, like, all right, I get that. And then the second time, I'm like, all right, dude. We get like, it. We get it. You're a guy. You <laughs> masturbate a lot. I don't even know about it every time. We get it, you know? Some things need to be kept to yourself. <laughs> yeah. well, like, Says it doesn't bother me. positive woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, it doesn't bother me in, in theory at all. No, but I But mean, I don't need to know about it every single care. time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like once is enough. Yeah, I guess. And like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I mean, there wasn't masturbating in the sea scandal. There mm-hmm. was the hand stuff, but it was other hands. Yeah. Um, uh, but there was other things where you had masturbation, and I was kind of like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> um, 
But, oh, that just makes me sound like such a prude. <laughs> I'm not, I promise. Jeez, Kelly. Want to lighten up a little bit? I guess. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, I guess, the feminism yeah. of these books. Um, so this time around, we have two really strong-willed, independent women. They're smart, mm-hmm. they do shit for themselves, and their men love them for it. So, mm-hmm. like... Feminist as fuck. Yeah, these were great. These for were that. excellent. There's not a lot of woman hating, or like, there's yeah. definitely like, okay, so Grant in Sea Scoundrel definitely has like suspicious of women, but he's not making all these backhanded compliments about like, oh, why doesn't she shut up or stuff like yeah. that. Like, it's not about it's her not character. So it's like literally like you can tell someone hurt him, and so he's afraid of being hurt again, and that's like the extent of his distrust of women. And any time that he spouts off anything that's kind of like Ugh, women, it's always kind of portrayed in like a bad light. Like there's a mm. sailor on the sea scoundrel who's like foreign. Sven. I think he's like yes. Sven. Yeah. I think he's like Norwegian or something. Yeah. And every now and then like some of the young girls do something stupid and he's just like women. Which <laughs> I don't think Norwegian people sound like. Anyway, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> I've never been there. Like so. is he count Dracula? Norway, if you're listening, please tell us. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's what I was thinking. I was like it made me think of like Romania or Russia yeah. or like Slavic kind of things but I mean you yeah. can't tell all he ever said was women there was yeah. no other thing but that's how it was spelled out so but yeah like any of the like negative portrayal of women um is definitely written in a way that they're like hey that's not cool man mm-hmm. it's mostly and like and he is very protective of the women on the boat mm-hmm. because they're on a boat with a bunch of yeah. salty sailors exactly. and he wants them to be safe but they also talk a lot about how women are curses on boats yeah. and the men get mad at them a lot. But then they also charm the men a lot and they do like little dancey things and Chase little play and... play boxing right, where one yeah. chick knocks the guy out and it's that funny. That was pretty funny. I love that. <laughs> I, re- I really liked uh, the first half of Sea Scoundrel. Yeah, the second half really of Women's Society the is a little dry. And yeah. that's definitely where we fall more into like typical men and women positions in society, I yeah. guess, of what men and women can't do. And even though, like, you have patients still being strong-willed and stuff, ultimately, mm-hmm. like, she does get married to, like, preserve her honor or whatever, yeah. even if it is to someone she wants to marry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still a little squicky, I guess, at yeah. the end as to why. I mean, they clearly wanted to marry each other. It was like, yeah. oh my god, I wanted to shake everybody. But, um, so that part's not great, but we are talking about, like, the 1800s, which is just not a great time for women at all. So, yeah. like, any, do- like, we'll just try not to be harsh about this. Like, <laughs> any dose of, like, feminism and respect of women is pretty ideal. Yeah. Um, so would you yeah. say the sea scoundrel passes the Bechdel test? Because there are many, many, many conversations about the dudes they're going to marry. Absolutely. And I mean, that's kind of the whole premise for all of the women. But um, they do talk about the pig. Yeah. And the dog. <laughs> they, uh, they they get interested. There are scenes where they're, like, learning how to do different things, um, I guess, um, on the boat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it... I don't actually think it does pass the Bechdel test, though, still. Like, because even still, like, there are men in the room. So it has to be, like, two mm-hmm. women with names talking about something other than a man. I don't think it passes. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's full of a lot of stuff, yeah. but there's still either always men present or they're just talking about the men they're going to marry because, yeah, that's all that they have on the brain, too. Yeah. I think Patience talks about some other stuff, but it's usually to the captain, so yeah. she's not really... Yeah, she doesn't really confide in the other women at all. She's no, kind she, of taking care of them. But yeah, she gets close with Rose because I think Rose is close to age, close in age to her, mm-hmm. So like, but they're still just talking about the men, so mm-hmm. it still doesn't pass. 
Unfortunately. I yeah. really thought it did for a second until, like, just now yeah. I realized it didn't. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of women in the book, so you would think yeah. that it would. And but they all really... have, like, their own plot lines. There's, like, yeah. two of the girls on board who don't really do anything, and that's mm. fine. But, like, one elopes, well, there's, one... there's, like, a nerdy girl that has glasses, because obviously all women with glasses are nerds. Case in point. Uh, me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like all the women in this room. Uh, there's the weepy one, mm-hmm. and then there's Angel, who's like I guess kind of a firecracker. Is she the one with the dog, or is that a different one? Is that the yeah, weepy I one? Think, no, I think I don't remember. The, one with the dog. It's kind of hard to keep them together because they're not yeah. all as fleshed out as patients. Um, I remember Rose. She's the weepy one, mm-hmm. and she's just crying because she misses her baby. And so, yeah. like, at first you're just like, ah, oh, stereotypical crying lady, and then you're yeah. like, oh, wait, no, there's actually, like, good reason for crying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No. So let's talk about the relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, are they healthy? Um, because, like, I think we had issues with the relationships with the bear ones because the, yeah. the men are still kind of hostile towards women and very possessive and like it's like uh, the good kind where they're not like being abusive emotionally Mm -hmm. verbally physically to their lovers but they're still like the behaviors are still not ideal Mm -hmm. unless that's i guess what you want but for me that's not ideal Mm -hmm. um but these i thought were pretty healthy relationships yeah i mean uh, there wasn't the best communication yeah but Um, i mean that's not unheard of in these kind of stories yeah uh yeah, I agree. I mean, they weren't overstepping their boundaries with each other, no. I think, at all. I think the men were really respectful of the women. And Very into consent. Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, nothing remotely forceful. Um, trying to protect the lady's virtue, but not in a way that felt you know like with the bear books they were very like you are mine and you are now my possession so i yeah. will fend off everyone else it was just like i care about you and i don't want you to fall over this boat or <laughs> i don't want to break your heart or ruin your vagina for your husband <laughs> which i guess is considerate, considerate. I guess. the times <laughs> for the time period i guess that's pretty considerate oh so um sorry the uh pirate laird bechdel mm-hmm. test um, I think that it passes by, you know, the skin of its teeth because, um, when Anne gets to the keep, she is... So he teaches people how to do stuff. Yeah, so. so there's a woman named Mara that comes up a lot, and she's, I can't remember, it, it's not so much housekeeper, but she's basically running the castle, um, mm-hmm. and she is married to Callum... Yeah, that's the right book, right? Yeah, she's yeah. married to Callum's <laughs> cousin, John. So she's she's basically in charge of the castle and how the castle's run, but she doesn't know how to read. Um, she does, uh, like, the brunt of the work herself, and Anne teaches her how to delegate and how to mm. make an inventory with little pictures of what things are because she can't read. Gotcha. So... Okay, I think so. the like one time that their conversation happens, that's about that. Uh, I, I guess that would that would pass. That's Literally it. everything else, and then immediately was like, "Caleb's gonna love that you taught me this stuff." <laughs> wink, wink. They're like most of their conversations are about either yeah. John, Mara's husband, or yeah. Callum. Yeah, I have a feeling most of these aren't going to pass the Bechdel test, because they yeah. are about the romance, so, like, literally, mm-hmm. they just have the other person on the brain all the time, so, like, it's understandable, but it'd still be cool if we could find, you know, some cool, like, lady relationships inside yeah. the thing, too. Good question for future episodes. If we ever deal mm-hmm. with any, like, when we deal with, like, lesbian content, 
How does the Bechdel test work there? <laughs> I guess it's still not about man. I guess it would just have to be not about sex. Hmm. Or I don't know. I don't know I don't how Bechdel works for lesbians. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it changes for lesbians or not. Mm. I'm just curious how that works. But also, like, I guess you know, two women in a relationship. We, it's still not about a man. So, like, well, I, yeah. I guess it would pass. Yeah. Just by that virtue alone. And you know, any conversations that are about something other than romance in general. Yeah. Like any any of the other billion things that exist in the world other than who one of them is sleeping with. Something besides dick exists? <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, all I do is think about penis all day, every day. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the believability of the plot. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sea Scoundrel actually has, like, a whole little forward at the beginning talking about, I guess, the history of the time. Just, like, a little short yeah. blip. So, this is someone, um, Annette Blair, she really researched. And you can tell. I from think the way I that she saw writes. that and then skipped reading. <laughs> yeah, I kind of skimmed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to get to the story. Yeah. Um, but you can tell, like, she really researched the how the boats worked at that yeah. time. And I think she put a lot of thought into society, although there were parts that confused me, like calling him a colonial like yeah. that. She, it was an uppercase C. It was a proper noun, which is, mm-hmm. I think, why I thought maybe she thought, like, colonel, because it's spelled close. Mm-hmm. But it's not, and so I didn't know what she was saying about him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's relatively believable. I mean, the idea of shipping people off to go marry other people. Yeah. I mean, because it was a marriage was a business thing at that point in time. Like, if you yeah. weren't getting, like, 40 acres and a goat, then yeah. you weren't doing marriage right, I think. Yeah. If you weren't... And it was... It's a lot of the marriage benefiting the rest of the family more than it's benefiting the people actually marrying each other. Exactly. So, I mean, and that definitely did happen a lot back then. Um, I don't know how believable it is that a sea captain would just hang around in town and um, teach young girls how to be good members of society. Yeah. But he was also a Marquess, so... <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't know what Marquess men do. I don't either. That part didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, no. The, again, I didn't finish the book, but I was reading that thinking, why the fuck is he still there? Doesn't he have, like, a import-export business to run? Boats don't you need to go ready? back on your boat? Yeah, well, I guess... Because they make a big deal about leaving and seeing each other for the last time, and then right. he just hangs around a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the believability kind of falls apart a little bit um, in the second half of the book, for sure. Um, what do you think about the um, the Scottish clans and the believability of that I, premise? I think the believability is pretty good. I think, um, oh, I don't think I I mentioned this when I was talking about it, but so the guy that she is meant to marry has been at war with his, with Callum's specific clan before and has killed a lot of them. So he specifically hates this guy. This guy specifically hates his family. So it's like, what a coincidence. Um, So that part's a little bit, you know, contrived, but... The English and the Scottish did, like, hate each other, That's true. They definitely hated each other. Um, You know, she was a part of an arranged marriage because she's from a well-to-do, you know, family with good status to marry a guy with good status. So that part makes a lot of sense to me. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think so, there was anything, like, super extraordinary, like, leap of the imagination with yeah. either of these books. They seem pretty straightforward. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um... I guess the last couple segments we want to do is talk about uh, any fun words that we found for the genitalia. I I only found one other than, you know, I there's, you know, obviously a lot of descriptors, but some stuff that's that seems really basic yeah. to me, I've, I've not been really noting. There's a lot of stuff about, like, for women, there's, like, a center of her core. Yeah. I don't know if it's a there's metaphor. There's a lot of cores. Or... There's a lot of buds for nipples. Yes. Like, we're going to see those so many times that I... I'm not going to bother writing them down. Yeah, no, I really just kind of wanted to highlight some of the weirder ones. Because, like, when we were first reading these, I felt like we found so many weird euphemisms for, like, junk and vulvas and shit. So, like, I just thought it'd be funny to highlight them. But neither of these really had a lot. Yeah. Um, The only one I wrote down, actually, is for the (laughs) sea scoundrel. Yeah. And it's, like, he's having um, a sex dream, I guess, which is why there's, like, any sort of penetration, what I'm about to Mm. describe. But he talks about, like, basically, like, sticking his dick in her velvet sheath. Yeah. Um, I wrote that one down also. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, you know, by the definition of what a sheath is, a vagina is a sheath if you store your dick in there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you store your sword in a sheath. Yeah. Um, the velvet was really what made me laugh, though. Yeah. Because that's just, like, I, I, whenever anyone describes skin as velvety, I'm like, it is not. Or am I, like, a lizard person or what? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I do have dry skin right now, so, like, it's not the best example. But even when my skin is soft, I would never describe it like velvet. Yeah, it's not like fur. No. You're not, like, an animal. No, and velvet is, like, furry. Yeah, yeah. it's very furry. It's so. not, like, silky. Like, silky makes a little more sense like, to me if you're talking about skin. But velvet, I just think of, like, velvet. fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, like, I mean, this is a point in time where women aren't shaving their pubes or anything yeah. like that. So, like, there's... That's not velvet either. That's <laughs> yeah. tangly. <laughs> so sexy. Yeah, and I don't... I, I didn't write down, you know, the sentence for the context or anything and just wrote down velvet sheath, but whatever she was saying to describe it definitely made me pause for a second and think, is he talking about her dress? Or no, he's talking about her vagina. It yeah. took me. It took me a moment to even realize <laughs> what she was referring to. Yeah, because it is just basically like laying her down. I'm like then... she does wear a lot of layers of dresses. Because exactly. Of so it's not the totally impossible. Times. And he was having like a sex dream, so it was just kind yeah. of a very hurried version of yeah. stuff that he was just thinking about doing. Her basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was delightful. I actually wrote velvet sheet. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was so funny that yeah. I wrote out ha ha ha. <laughs> 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 that was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really find any other good ones in here. Yeah, that's okay. I think Velvet Sheath is pretty good, though. Yeah. So let's move on to the steaminess factor. Yeah. So um, if we rated one out of ten, what would you say for Captured by the Pirate Laird? Um, that one I gave a seven out of ten because well, they didn't have, you know, penetrative sex until the very, very end. They're little encounters that they had throughout were very steamy and very well described and pretty long scenes. I thought they were very good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually would also give um, mm. Sea Scoundrel 7 out of 10 for mm. Doctor because literally just because they didn't have actual like penetration sex. Mm-hmm. They just mostly did hand stuff and makeouts and stuff, but it was all pretty hot like while they were doing it. So yeah. like, and like the connection was definitely like really there and it wasn't cheesy. It was it was good. So yeah. I was a fan. I, like, basically, like, though, like, when I got to the end, I realized they got married, and then they, like, there's, like, a offhand line about them, like, you know, 
working on those grandchildren and I definitely like was at the end of the book and I just like stared at it and I was like where's more books I didn't read about them doing it (laughs) so I was a little salty about that which is why I took off points but otherwise I thought it was great yeah I think I I gave that one a 6 out of 10 I feel like there was more to the pirate layered one Mm. than this one but it was still around the same same kind of issue yeah all right. Well, I believe that's all we have to talk about pirates yeah. uh, for this episode. Um, so you should totally follow us on all of the social media things. Mm-hmm. You can follow us at CD Reads on Twitter and Instagram and maybe Facebook. Oh, and before we go, I did want to say that we have um, our awesome theme music was done by John oh. Walker. Yes. Um, who is awesome and wonderful. Um very awesome and very wonderful. Yes. <laughs> thank um, you, John. Yes, thank you, John. Um, so that's it for CD Reads for this time around. Um, yeah, uh, please email us if you have any thoughts on yes. any of the subjects we've talked about, even if you listen to this a year after we posted it. Just Absolutely. let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, we're cdreads at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. We would love to hear from you. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, shit. Get your towels ready. It's about to go. Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck, but stay on your motherfucking toes. We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat on the deep blue sea. Busted by night, wind whipping out my coat. You can't stop me, motherfucker, cause I'm on a boat Picture trick, I'm on a boat, bitch We drinking Santana champ, cause it's so crisp I got my swim trucks and my flippin' floppies I'm flippin' burgers, you at Kinko straight flippin' cabbage I'm riding on a dolphin, doing flips and shit The dolphin splashing, getting everybody all wet But this ain't SeaWorld, this is real as it gets I'm on a boat, motherfucker, don't you ever forget I'm on a boat, and it's going fast, and I got an article theme, pass me to Afghan I'm the king of the world, on a boat like Leo If you own the show, then you show now